Amen. Are you ready for the word? Bible says in Matthew chapter number 14, Matthew 14, verse number 22, Matthew 14, 22, immediately Jesus made his disciples to get in the boat, go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Now the evening had come and he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were very troubled, saying, It must be a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. Do not be afraid. Peter answered and said to him, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come on the water. And so he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the water, he walked on the water to Jesus. And when he saw that the wind was boisterous and he was afraid, he began to sink, cried out and said, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O ye of little faith, why do you doubt? But when he got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you must be the Son of God. Just for a few moments, I want to preach on the thought, maintenance issues. Everybody shout that out with me. Shout it out. Maintenance issues. Father, add the blessing to the preaching of the word. Let your word go forth in power. Let it go forth in boldness. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. So, how many believes that sometimes we live life below our potential? How many would raise your hand and say that's true? Sometimes we have the potential to um, not do what God wants us to do when we live below what God has called us to live. If you go out to the graveyard here in Galena or Baxter, you're going to find out that there's a lot of graveyards. There's a lot of dead people. And you know what's really sad? Is that some of those dead people have never fulfilled their potential, never fulfilled their calling, never walked in their potential because they never saw themselves the way that God saw them. And I believe that your perception is either your passport or your prison. If you don't see yourself as a man and woman of God that can fulfill your potential, you're not going to fulfill it. Remember what I said last week? The children of Israel was delivered from slavery. They were delivered from Egypt. God's plan and purpose was to bring them into a Canaan land or the promised land. Some of them never made it. The reason that they never made it is because their thinking never changed. They still thought like a slave. They went from bondage to a promised land, a land flown with milk and honey, but their thinking never changed. God wanted them to go from slavery to a son. He wanted their thinking to change from being a slave to a son. But yet they remained in their stinking thinking as a slave. They never changed. And I believe that one of the greatest hindrances in fulfilling our potential is the way we think. If we don't raise the level of our thinking, then you will never be elevated to the place that God wants you to go. The children of Israel remained in the wilderness for 40 years because of their thinking. God delivered them from Egypt, but Egypt wasn't out of them. Egypt wasn't out of them. They still thought like an Egyptian. They still thought like the customs of the Egyptians. And God was like, if you're going to fulfill your potential as my people, you've got to change the way you think. 
And ladies and gentlemen, I'm convinced that we will never go to the place that God wants us to go if we don't change our thinking, if we don't change the way we think about our own life, about our growth in Christ, about obstacles and hindrances in our life, you will never be elevated to the place that God wants you to be. Sometimes I believe what hinders us is sometimes we allow our history to define our destiny. Sometimes we allow our past to determine our future. Sometimes we allow our pain to limit our purpose. Sometimes we allow our hurt to hinder our hope. And sometimes we allow our past decisions to continue to lock the doors in front of us. But I believe that this is a new season, a new season for you and a new season for our church. That I believe that we're in a place where we don't want any stinking thinking any longer. We don't want to be settling any longer. We don't want to be stagnant any longer. We, want, we don't want to be governed by our limitations any longer. We want to go to the level that God has us to go to. Can I hear an amen? How many would raise your hand and say, Pastor, I want to go to that level that God has us to go to? And sometimes we get hindered in going forth. And I've named this sermon Maintenance Issues because sometimes I believe that in order for you to go forward, you've got to maintain your walk with God. Sometimes if you're going to go forward, you've got to maintain. You see, it's one thing to obtain peace. It's another thing to maintain peace. It's one thing to obtain joy, but it's another thing to maintain joy. It's one thing to obtain deliverance, but it's another thing to maintain victory. You see, we don't have a problem in obtaining things from God. Sometimes our problem is, is maintaining things from God, maintaining our walk with God, maintaining our victory, maintaining our deliverance, maintaining our joy, maintaining our peace. You see, it's not about just obtaining something. It's about maintaining. How many would raise your hand and say, Pastor, I want to maintain I said, how many says I want to maintain? Jesus is not just a starter. Jesus is a finisher. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And if you're going to progress in God, you've got to finish what you start. You've got to maintain what you start. You can't give up, but you've got to maintain. It's interesting to me that Jesus is such a finisher that Jesus on the cross said it is finished. In other words, Jesus was so strong to the end that he refused to give up until he said it was finished. You see, God has called you to be a finisher. God has called you to be consistent. God has called you to maintain. And sometimes we don't maintain and we don't, we're not consistent because we become discouraged or despondent. It worked. It didn't work. I prayed and it didn't work. We become discouraged, rightfully so. But God's plan and God's desire for us, in order for us to go forth in our spiritual journey, he is calling us not just to start, but he's calling us to step. He's calling you to step, not just start. Ladies and gentlemen, it's easy to start, but it takes a man and a woman of God to continue to step, to make the right steps forward 
and forward. It's easy for us to get discouraged when we start. How many knows we all like to start new things? It's maintaining what you start. It's finishing what you start. You see, you can, you can obtain something, but it's about really maintaining is what really counts. You see, I want to, you know, we can maintain joy, but can you, ma- you can obtain joy, but can you maintain joy? You can obtain peace, but can you maintain it? You see, I'm talking about being faithful. I'm talking about being consistent. I'm talking about sticking to it until it sticks to you. I'm talking about digging oil until you strike oil. I'm talking about striking the match until it starts a fire. I'm talking about pressing through until you get an answer. I'm talking about being faithful and being consistent. I've learned one thing, that faithfulness is the key that unlocks another door called elevation. If you're not faithful, then the door of elevation won't be open to you. If you're not faithful with the small things, God cannot trust you with bigger things. You've got to learn that I've got to be faithful in the little things before the door of elevation is opened up. How many would agree with Pastor Josh that you want that door of elevation to open up? I want the door of elevation to open up. I'm just not going to stop, but I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to keep digging until oil is struck. I'm going to keep writing even though nobody's buying my books. I'm going to keep talking even though nobody's listening. I'm going to keep praying even though I don't see any answers because inside of me, there is not a quit. I'm not a giver. I'm not going to give up, nor am I going to throw in the towel. I've got a spiritual stubbornness on the inside of me that I'm going to remain consistent all the way to the very end. Faithfulness is the key that unlocks the door to elevation. You see, the devil wants you to be inconsistent with your consistency. You see, it's one thing to get out of the boat, but it's another thing to take a step and to take a step and to take a step. God has called you to maintain even though the waves are boisterous. Even though the waves are contrary, God has called you to maintain. He's called you to be stable and consistent, even though the winds and waves are boisterous, you're called to maintain. Can you maintain your joy even though the winds and the waves are dashing against your boat? Can you maintain your peace even though you look around and the waves are taller than you are? Can you maintain? Can you maintain consistency? Can you maintain your joy? Can you maintain a good attitude when things are falling apart? God has called you to maintain. And some of us may have some maintenance issues. Some of us, maybe we're not good at maintaining. Maintaining is not just getting by, but maintaining is consistency in the midst of the waves. Maintaining is being consistent even though the waves are boisterous and contrary that you're going to maintain. Peter stepped out of the boat but he didn't maintain, he began to sink. God's calling you to maintain. He's calling you to be faithful. You see, it's one thing, number two, it's one thing to get out of the boat, but ladies and gentlemen, it's another thing that you don't go back to the boat. You see, Peter had 11 other disciples in the boat. 11 other disciples that would have said, Peter, you're crazy. You shouldn't be walking on the water. 
Peter, this is ridiculous. You shouldn't be doing this. There are 11 other people in the boat being negative. But Peter, full of the Spirit, full of the power of God, was willing to take a risk and step out of the boat. Even though he didn't maintain, he still had the willingness to step out of the boat. He didn't go back to the boat. He sank in the water. Listen, I'd rather sink in the water with Jesus in the water than me to go back to a boat with 11 negative people. God is calling you to step out of the boat. Don't go back to the boat. There's too many negative people in the boat. Step out of the water and begin to walk. And if you do fall, if you don't maintain, Jesus is there. He will reach down and pick you up out of the waters. But don't go back to the boat. Don't go back to the boat. You see, Peter operated in three things. Peter had wisdom. How do I know that Peter had wisdom? Because he asked the right question. He said, he said, can I come? He had discernment. He said, Lord, is that you? He had patience. He waited for the Lord to say, come. Peter had wisdom, discernment, and patience. And sometimes those are the key elements to maintain. You see, it's the ability to stay out of the boat. Don't go back to the boat. Don't go back to the boat. You see, so there are times, church, that we're going to sink in the water. How many would raise your hand and say, Pastor, I have sunk in the water before? Come on. How many would just be really honest and say, I've really sunk in the water, I've just messed up before? But isn't it ironic that even when you're sinking, Jesus has the potential to save you while you're sinking? What did Jesus say to him? He didn't say, Peter, you didn't pray enough. Peter, you didn't focus enough. Peter, you didn't read the Bible enough. But Jesus said this, Peter, why did you doubt? Why do you have so little faith? Little faith. It didn't say he didn't have faith. It said he had little faith. You see, my friends, that's what gets us. That's why sometimes we can't maintain it's not that we don't have faith. You had faith. You had enough faith to get out of the boat. You had little faith. But if you're going to maintain, you've got to have bigger faith to maintain, not just little faith. You hear me? It takes big faith to maintain. It doesn't take little faith. It takes big faith to maintain. You see, some of us have little faith. We have faith for deliverance. But do you have faith for advancement? You have faith for salvation. But do you have faith for the promises of God? You have faith for the wilderness. But do you have faith for Canaan? You have faith for heaven. But do you have faith that heaven can come to earth? In other words, you have little faith. But do you have a big enough faith to go beyond just salvation? Peter? You sank because you had little faith. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what happens when we begin to sink. When we're not maintaining is because we have little faith. You see, number three, his walk was short because his faith was small. His walk was short 
because his faith was small. He, he, he started, but he didn't continue to step. His walk was short because his faith was small. And you will fail. You will backslide. You will give up if your faith does not grow. If it does not progress, if it doesn't grow stronger, you will fall into the waters of tribulation, troubles, and trials. God has called you to maintain. He's called you to step out of the boat and maintain, even though the winds and the waves are boisterous. He's called you to maintain. He's called you to have big faith, not little faith, but big faith. Faith not only for salvation, but faith for victory and advancement. Faith for just not peace, but peace that passes all understanding. Faith not just for joy, that's little faith, but big faith. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. He's calling you to step out of the boat and keep stepping and maintaining in spite of the opposition that's in front of you. His walk was short because his faith was small. Sometimes I believe that our faith is not only small, but sometimes our faith is damaged. If he's going to sink, thank God Jesus is there to pick him up. And sometimes we sink, and that's what grace is. Grace is God's ability to do what we cannot do ourselves. Grace, not only can I obtain it, but I can maintain it. Not only has he given it to me, but I can maintain it. Not only do I have a breakthrough, but I have a stay through. It's more about, there's more to church than coming to the altar and getting victory on Sunday. Why can we not maintain it to the next Sunday? You've got prayer for it. Is it the prayer that's not working or is it our little faith? Our walk is getting short because maybe our faith is small. You see, if you're going to fall, if you're going to drown, because all of us have fallen before. We've all fell in the water before. If that's going to happen, make sure your clothes gets wet and your soul don't drown. In other words, in other words, if I'm going to go through the battle, if I'm going to go through the fiery furnace, it's not going to destroy my soul. It might just make me smell like I've been in the fiery furnace, but I'm going to come out because it's not going to destroy me. I'm going to go through the valley. I'm not staying in the valley. I may have some residue on. I may look like I've been in the battle. I may have some scars. I may have some scars in my face. I've been in the battle. It may even smell like I've been in a fight. I even may smell like I haven't even put deodorant on because I've been fighting day and night. But baby, it's not going to destroy me. It's not going to hinder me. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to press through. I'm going to maintain. I am not giving up. You can't give up. You've got to be strong, consistent, 
and vibrant all the way to the very end. Paul said it like this, He that has started a good work in you shall perform it to the very end. I pray today that God's Word would have an impact in your life that you would do what God has called you to do. Now, would you raise your hands across the building? Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would raise up some great men and women of God that has tenacity and stickability, if that's a word, that you would give them endurance. They would have maintenance in their life that they refuse to give up throw in the towel, but their faith is increasing today, this very moment in Jesus' name. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Can I have about 50 people stand your feet and say, I, I may be sinking, but it's not going to drown my soul. I may get wet, but I'm not giving up. I may be damaged, but I'm coming through this thing. Come on, somebody help me out. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. I may have a Red Sea in front of me, but it's not going to be a roadblock. I may be in a drought, but it's not going to be a desert. I may be in a trial, but it's only temporary. It may be frustrating, but it's not going to last forever. It may hurt me, but in the end, it won't hinder me. It may cut me, but it's not going to kill me. It may be painful, but it's not going to paralyze me. I may be slow, but it's not going to stop me. It may scare me, but it's not going to enslave me. It may burn me, but in the end, it's not going to break me. I'm going to maintain in the middle of the fire. I'm going to maintain. You've got to make a decision that I'm going to be strong to the very end. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, somebody say, praise God. I prophesy in the name of Jesus, the devil is a liar. Some of you need to pull your pants up and tell the devil is a liar. He ain't going to destroy my family. He's not going to destroy my marriage. He has no jurisdiction over it. I declare by the word of God that God has empowered me with delegated authority to stand up and take my rightful place. Hallelujah. Somebody praise God today. Hallelujah. Somebody praise God and tell the devil he ain't going to steal my praise. He ain't going to steal the glory of God any longer. Hallelujah. 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 Is there, about, is there about three or four people that get out of your seat right now and say, Pastor, I feel I, I, that's a witness in my spirit. And I want to make a public declaration as I get out of my seat and come down this front that I'm going to not quit. I'm not going to give up. I thought about it, but I made a decision today that it may hurt me, but it's not going to hinder me. It may cut me, but it's not going to kill me. It may be painful, but it's not going to paralyze me. Today, something has happened in my spirit. I got some more gas in the gas tank. I'm going to go all the way through to the very end. Hallelujah. Is there somebody that can wave your hand and say, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree, I get out of my house. Come on, get out of your seat and say, I agree. I agree today by the power of God that the Spirit of God has anointed me to go forward. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody praise God this morning. Come on, somebody put your hands together and praise God this morning. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Come on, guys. Praise God. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, praise God this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Sister Sandy, come here. I've got a word for the Lord to you. The Spirit of the Lord just said to tell you that what's hindering you is actually removed as of today. It's, it's removed. Stand behind. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Somebody give God praise today. Come on, somebody. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. Come on, somebody rejoice in the Lord today. Come on, somebody put your hands together and rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is restoring our peace back. He's restoring, I'm maintaining it. God has called you to maintain. The depth of a person's character is determined when they have options. I don't know how committed you are until you have the option not to be committed. I don't know how faithful you are until you have the option not to be faithful. I don't know what a giver you are until you have the option not to give. So the depth of your character is really determined by somebody's, by your options that you have. God is increasing our faith in this church to believe him for the impossible. Not just little faith, but let's believe God for big things. Can I hear an amen? Come on, can I hear an amen? Come on, can I hear an amen? Hallelujah! Myra, lift your hands. In the name of Jesus, our Lord, by the power of the Holy Ghost, thank you that the devil is defeated and God is exalted. Thank you that every mind battle is gone in the name of Jesus. There, peace in the name of Jesus. Peace by your authority, Lord. By your authority, Lord. Hallelujah. Can we just praise God? I feel the power of God today. Hallelujah. Come on. I feel the power of God today. Hallelujah. You're worthy. You're worthy. We give you glory today. We give you glory today, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you glory today. Come here, Michelle. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the power of God today. In the name of Jesus. For the Spirit says, you know what it, know, you know what it means to maintain. And there are times that you thought, Lord, I don't know if I could do it any longer. It's, it's too hard. It's too strong. But the Lord says, I put you through it because I knew that you could do it in the beginning. I already saw the the end from the beginning, says the Lord, and I already knew that you could do it. And the Lord says, I've strengthened your legs because you've got mountains to climb. If you can go through it, then you can climb the mountain in front of you. And the Lord says, the mountain is a sign of elevation, says the Lord. And when you walk up the mountain, it is not just a mountain of obstacles. It's a mountain of elevation, says the Lord. It may seem like it's hard work at first, but the Lord says it's actually elevation is what I'm doing. Hallelujah. Thank you for the anointing today. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Somebody give God glory. Give God glory. Yes. Come on. Shout it out, church. I can't make it. Oh. Yes. On my own. Oh. I can make it. I do. Whoa. 
I can't live. You, I can't live without. You tell me, what can I do? Oh, I can't live without. Woo! Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, I do. Oh, I can't live without you. I can't live without. Oh, come on, sing it, church. Me, what can I do? Oh, I can't live without you. I can't live without you. Oh, me, what can I do? Oh, I can't live. Oh, tell me, what can I do? Oh, I can't live without you. Yes. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as Savior and Lord, you feel a pull at your heart to make things right with God, would you come and stand right here? Or if you need prayer, you say, Pastor, I need prayer before we go. Would you come today? Let us pray for you. Hallelujah. Come on. Pastoral staff, would you come? Elders, would you come? Care team, come on. Come on, lay hands on them. Hallelujah. Come on, would you just... We'll be dismissed in just a moment, but let's just stand and agree with those who've come forward today. Lord, we agree with these. Pray, minister to them today, Lord. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let me hear your voices today before we go. Me, what can I do? Come on, Pastor Sean, lead us. Lower the music. Let me hear your voice. Tell me, what can I do? I can't live without you. 
Okay.